Hello, everybody out there in the world with headphones and ears and speakers. Uh, you're listening to the Never Heard of a Podcast. Happy to have you as always. I am Sean Harwell, joined once again for the first time, the last time, all the times uh, by co-hosts, Mr. Doctor. Sorry. Damn it. God. Yeah. Should we start over? No, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. Ah, sorry. Uh, I'm not one of those people who really is a stickler for it, but it is Doctor. <laughs> Craig Moorhead. And we're here to talk uh, some more 1985. In case you were worried that we had run out of things to talk about from 1985, we haven't. Uh, we're not even close, and we're going to get to that in a second, as it dawned on me uh, when, we were, when I found some trivia. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, if you haven't uh, caught, all caught up, go find those back episodes, and we'll be happy uh, and waiting for you. When you do, we talked about des- uh, not desperately seeking Susan last time, but that mm-hmm. was the time before, but we did Spies Like Us into the night. Double barrel, John Landis shotgun. That was an interesting time, and I don't think they'll be represented in tonight's discussion. No. But Craig, why don't you tell people where they can find us online if they want to do that insane thing? Well, the number one thing you can do is you can find us at neverheardpodcast.com. And from there, you can pretty much find us anywhere else because we are on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can come and talk to us on Facebook all you like. I, I set up a thing uh, a little while ago for people to let us know if, we're, uh, if we make any mistakes in the cast. Nobody say anything, right? Because we don't research anything. Yeah, but no one said a thing. <laughs> and therefore, we must be yeah. 100% right. I can. There's no other way to interpret that, really. No. So at least that feels good to know that all we're doing is putting out uh, the clearest, the best quality information. And Craig, yeah, that exactly right there is why you and I are going to the Oscars tonight, baby. Dun, 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 dun. But there's no Oscars theme, is there? It's the it's the know. technical Oscars. Oh. Yeah, they definitely don't have. <laughs> it's got disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's music. not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now, we're going to talk about the Academy Awards uh, from 1985, which obviously the event was held in 1986. And we just thought that would be a good way to handle some uh, more of these movies that we haven't got to yet. And embarrassingly, probably at the top of the list is the movie that won Best Picture for this year, as we've mentioned before. Uh, But before we go completely down that rabbit hole, I did want to start by asking you, Craig, do you know why the Academy Awards are called the Oscar? As I understand it, it has something to do with Sesame Street. Now, let me break this down for you. 1969, the Oscar, I don't know. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> you had me for a second, and okay. I was like, really? No, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I found I myself wondering that question today, so I looked it up. Yeah. And sure enough, there are two noted answers one of which is tied to uh, a biography of Betty Davis where she claims that she came up with the name Oscar because uh, her first husband, uh, that was his name, Harmon Oscar Nelson. There was a resemblance there. And then another one is the Academy's executive secretary, Margaret Herrick, saw the award. And this is, this is weird, too, because this one's attributed to 1931 and referred to it as saying it looked like her uncle Oscar. Hmm. But... And there's even like a columnist noted as picking up on that at the time. But then there's another thing I said, saw that said, well, I guess that, that does, does work out time-wise. But that Walt Disney mentioned it at the Academy Awards in his acceptance speech in 1932. 
So, you know, if wow. it did catch on in 31, I guess it was a pretty quick turnaround. But It's a great story. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I it, it might be one of those where there will never just be a definitive answer. Although I like yours probably better than both of those other ones. <laughs> so we'll just go with that. It makes Oscar the Grouch. Sense. It does yeah. It does in a way. In a way, yeah. it's, it certainly does. But the show that year took place on March 24th, 1986. Uh, did you see who hosted it, Craig? Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, uh. Surprising, right? It's so surprising that I completely forgot Jack Lemmon. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, oh. It was Alan Alda, Jane Fonda, and Robin Williams. Oh, no. I was looking at 1985. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so no, everything yeah. you looked up is wrong. Uh, that's yeah. cool. Um, see, that's the kind of thing where someone would write in <laughs> and they could say, just as an example. Yeah, but it feels like Jack Lemmon... You know, yeah, he should be hosting the Oscars, that. right? Oh, yeah. man, it would be great. Yeah. So I think this was, uh, yeah, Alda and, and Robin Williams. This is their first time. Jane Fonda had done it before in 77, right? which that year will come back into play. Some good musical tunes performed at this year's Oscars by none other than Terry Garr. Craig, love it. I, I know you got excited today because we talked about this already. But Huey Lewis in the News, "The Power of Love," was Very nominated yes. for, for best song. They performed it there. Lionel Richie was there. Uh, Barbara Streisand sang. They did a tribute to MGM, the musical era. So you had Debbie Reynolds, Sid Sharice, and others uh, presenters. You had uh, Richard Dreyfuss. You got Molly Ringwald was there this year, of course. Uh, Ali yeah. Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg, Michael J. Fox, Rebecca De Mornay. Uh, you also had like Audrey Hepburn was there, Bob Hope, uh, oh. Gene Kelly, and one that both of us got excited about was Michael Winslow, the sound effects <laughs> guy from Police Academy. Now that's a star. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. Gotta go find that clip. We'll be posting that for sure. And then I thought most impressively, and I watched this one, was they had John Huston, Akira Kurosawa, and Billy Wilder present the Best Picture Award. That's great. Yeah, that is also kind of interesting because John Huston was nominated himself for Best Director and his movie, Pritzi's Honor, was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. But, as we know, Out of Africa won. Sidney Pollack was the lone producer to accept the award that year. Guess how long his speech was? I watched it. How long? 15 seconds, what if did that. What yeah, it was. He said, uh, thanks. I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. If I forgot anybody, sorry. It's been a crazy night. That was about it. <laughs> off the stage good night we're done which Love that guy. i think now yeah it's like man we would appreciate that right but but because he didn't thank enough people it's probably why we don't have an out of africa too think about could it could be could be could be yeah well i don't know that that might make sense or it might not because I, I haven't seen that movie i don't really know anything about it still <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the the show itself was actually interestingly produced by Stanley Donnan, who is well known as the choreographer and director of Singing in the Rain, Funny Face, Damn Yankees, Charade, etc. And he was brought in to kind of help revive the show. I think reviews and uh, ratings had been down. And that did not go according to plan because it saw a 2% decrease. And at the time, it earned the lowest viewership for an Academy Awards telecast ever. So... Wow. So it's not really a new trend, I guess. I feel like every year they kind of say, boy, the well, numbers are even lower this year. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, I, I found some reviews to that effect, Craig, and then we'll, we'll get right to the nominees here. So somebody from the San Francisco Chronicle said, uh, there's some good, good stuff, good snarky stuff here. Quote, last night's sustained release Oscar pill 
moved faster <laughs> through the system than most. But from a standpoint of taste, it was the worst in years. Wow. Uh, referring to the trio of hosts, said that together they immediately placed a fatal suggestion in the viewer's mind that there must be a shortage of elegant people in the movie business today, a suspicion that was substantiated again and again throughout this disjointed and unattractive program. Wow. Yeah, uh, Gene Siskel was a little kinder, at least to Robin Williams, you know. And I, this is the one I thought was just kind of interesting because he basically said that, well, you know, after the monologue and sort of like some fun stuff and good jokes from Robin Williams, it just kind of went back into its old habits of being sort of like this boring, slow thing that's clearly designed to entertain the people in the building more than the people watching at home. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that has necessarily changed that much over the years. Perhaps to best actor, so let's see which one you like, you really, really like. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to start right at the top here. Okay. Uh, actor in a leading role. The nominees were William Hurt for Kiss of the Spider Woman, Harrison Ford for Witness, James Garner for Murphy's Romance, Jack Nicholson for Pritzi's Honor, and John Voight for Runaway Train. And the Can winner. I, uh, oh, you want to guess? John Voight, Runaway Train. That's not true. That's not, not right. That. Yeah. The winner. Although, man, I personally would have loved James Garner. Uh, and I've never even seen that movie. Oh, yeah. William Hurt for Kiss of the Spider-Woman, which I'm sure which is, is great. I've never seen that yeah, movie either. I, I've only seen pieces of it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on the to-do list, uh, but I, I do like that actor. And of note, I think in this category, would you believe that's, a, that's the first nominee uh, nomination for Harrison Ford? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Would you really believe that's the first nomination for James Garner? That's harder to believe, but... Yeah, I it was. That's, that's definitely true. Boy, it might have been rough. the only one he got, too. I could be wrong about that. I, I think I read that. So we'll just assume that it's true. Come on. I'll take it at face value. Yeah. All right, what's next? Okay, so our next one, actor in a supporting role. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> We've got yeah, Donna Michi in Cocoon, Klaus, uh, Klaus <laughs> Maria Brandauer. Very good. Out of Africa. And that pr- pronunciation, by the way, is perfect. Spot on. William Hickey for Pritzi's Honor. That guy's great. Uh, Robert Loja for Jagged Edge. He's also great. Eric Roberts, great. Runaway Train. Who's the winner, Sean? Craig, it's Don Amici from Cocoon. Don Amici, that's right. Yeah, I was trying to think of something clever to say about the fact that, man, I I mean, I'm familiar with some of these actors, much less some of the other ones, and can't picture really any of them from any of these movies, (laughs) which is sad. Which is yeah. sad, but that you know that happens sometimes in a year. Uh, but yeah, Don Amici, big win for him. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of considered that a uh, you know one of those like sentimental career Oscars yeah. of sort. He yeah. was seventy seven, I think, at the time, and would die seven years later. So you know, a very yeah. nice reward for uh, a, a late chapter in his career. Absolutely, that guy was. Uh, yeah, I mean, in so many of my uh, favorite movies. Yeah. But let's move on to actress in a leading role. Okay. The nominees are Whoopi Goldberg for The Color Purple, Anne Bancroft for Agnes of God, Geraldine Page for The Trip to Bountiful, Jessica Lange for Sweet Dreams, and Meryl Streep for Out of Africa. Sean, 
who's the winner for this year for this uh for this category you know i realized today that sweet dreams is a movie about patsy klein oh. uh and so yeah jessica lang played patsy klein so i i hope it's that i'm just is it, that's what it is i'm gonna go ahead and say it. That's jessica lang yeah you'd be wrong sean <laughs> it was geraldine page for the trip to bountiful never seen it never even watched it once I've seen pieces of this movie as well. There was a connection to one of our professors at film school, as you recall. Yeah. Geraldine Page, though, you know, here's another one where I thought, okay, like, yeah, I, I, what I knew of this was, oh, yeah, this was definitely another sort of like career Oscar rewarding her late in her life. And mm-hmm. maybe you could make the case, but she was only 60 at the time of this. I, I assumed she was quite a bit older than that and sadly only lived two more years, but. She'd been nominated, I think, seven times prior to this. Oh, really? So, yeah, I had no clue. So that's a lot. And never won. And I did watch some of her acceptance speech, and F. Murray Abraham presented her the award and said that she was the best living actor in the English language. So that, that's some high praise right there. That is very high praise. <laughs> it came across as a little pretentious, but, you know, it was it was high praise. Yeah, from hey, Salieri. Man, that's 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different time, Sean. <laughs> was wasn't it off the top of your head do you do you know another movie that she was in uh interiors woody allen's interiors and uh there's a couple more dang it yeah uh i'm blanking on sorry yeah no she she, she's one of those uh, yeah she's a bit of a trivia answer in some ways because of this win i think you know yeah yeah Yeah. especially i mean that's some tough competition right there man it is tough competition sean and you know what else is tough competition is the actress in a supporting role category. Oh, no, that one was way easier. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> no, it's that not. That a cakewalk. Yeah. So in this one, we've got uh, Oprah Winfrey for The Color Purple. Yeah, Oprah. Meg Tilly for Agnes of God, which I totally forgot Meg Tilly was nominated for an Oscar. I know, i got to see that. Yeah. Amy Madigan for Twice mm-hmm. in a Lifetime. Margaret Avery for The Color Purple. And Angelica Houston for Pritzi's Honor. What do you think? It's Angelica Houston, Craig, of course. That's what it is, Sean. Do you have any idea what Twice in a Lifetime is about, by the way? Not not at all. Not, not a at clue. All. Me either. Me I can, either. I can actually picture Amy Madigan's face, but I have no <laughs> idea what that movie's about. So, Fun fact on this one, Craig. Yeah. Angelica Houston, first person to win an Oscar in a movie directed by her own father, who, by the way, had won an Oscar in 48, I believe, for directing The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Nice. Guess what else? Not what else he won an Oscar, but guess what else about this little family? Uh, what else? They were from uh, Houston, Texas. They were not from Houston, Texas. Not okay. even spelled the same, but good guess. True, true. Her grandfather, Walter Houston, won an Oscar, too, for supporting actor in Sierra Madre. So oh, wow. I think that completes the triumvirate there for that family. Yeah. And they didn't make another movie after that. Man, they probably just sat around and clinked those Oscars together and laughed. That's what they do, yep. A lot, lot of evenings just doing that. Yeah. Good for them. Good All for right, them. what do you want to talk about next? Well, should should I do the art direction category? So well, uh, Let me category. know who won because I'm just going to assume it was Brazil, right? It had to be Brazil. Yeah, it wasn't. The winner huh? was, <laughs> was out of Africa. Wait a second. Was that shot on a soundstage? Did they no. recreate Africa? They, they, well, uh, they, no, parts of it. Okay. Most of it, most well, that, of it was matte paintings. That a lot explains of people don't know why, that. That explains why it won. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, definitely in the snubs category is is at least the way this this year was written about Brazil certainly is mentioned as one that should have won in this category, if not Kurosawa's Ron as well. Yes, yeah. was the feeling at the time, and perhaps certainly years later. Uh, what do you got for me next? Cinematography, Sean. So okay. we've, got, we've got our nominees. Our nominees. Our nominees are uh, John Seal for Witness, Paul Messagais for Ron. Mm-hmm. That I'm, I'm just not going to brutalize their names right now. Don't but go, not. but go watch Ron and go read the credits. <laughs> uh, Murphy's Romance, William A. Fraker, The Color Purple, Alan Davio, Davio, Davio. See, now I've brutalized somebody else's name. But the winner of this category, Sean, was David Watkin for Out of Africa. Yeah, I say that a lot. Again, yeah. I don't know. The poster looks pretty. Mm-hmm. I think Ron as well. They thought this was a category where perhaps that might win. Didn't happen. And that's, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do think Private Resort got snubbed personally. Oh, yeah, um, you know, maybe they got nominated in the next category. What's the next one? Well, costume design. I'm sorry to say Private Resort's not in here. Okay. Who won costume design? Ron was okay. the winner of costume design. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Good costumes From what there. I've seen of it. Right. Although I, I would imagine that maybe this was a category where they thought Color Purple might might do well. Indeed. But as we'll find out in a second, Color Purple did not do well at all in any category. <laughs> but who's next? Something boring, Well, the boring, next category right? is directing. Oh, God, boring. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, we've got Peter Weir for uh, Witness. We've got Akira Kurosawa for Ron. We've got John Huston for Pritzi's Honor. We've got Steven Spielberg. Wait a second. We no, don't. No, we don't. We've got uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman, directed by Hector Baben- Babenko. Good totally enough. Totally good pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Sidney Pollack won for Out of Africa. I think the big news there is, yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, only one of the Best Picture nominees that did not also receive a Best Director nomination. He had been nominated three times prior this year. And, yeah, would not win until 1993, of course. What I read was that a lot of the thinking was that Kurosawa took what might have gone to him as far as a nomination, which I would imagine Spielberg is okay with. Sure. (laughs) Uh, You would hope so. But there wasn't, like, a campaign afoot. Like, a, there wasn't something against Spielberg. Like, he, was, uh, he wasn't on the outs this year I or something, I don't think right? so. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. I don't know. Maybe people thought Color Purple was trying a little too hard yeah. for, his, uh, for him to, to win an Oscar. You know, people have that sentiment sometimes about sure. people who transition to drama from other genres. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, that's a pretty impressive group of people right there. And I, I did not really notice. I, I think Witness... Uh, that was Peter Weir's first Hollywood production, so yeah, I love that guy. Nice to see him nominated there. What other categories should we talk about here? Maybe documentary feature? Who won that? We've got documentary feature. The winner was Broken Rainbow, producers Maria, uh, Maria Florio and Victoria Mudd. Well, congratulations to them. I've not heard of any of these documentaries that were nominated no. that year, although there is a Ken Burns documentary, The Statue of Liberty, that was Indeed. nominated as well. Indeed. Now, the most important category to you, obviously. Yeah. Editing. Film editing, which should be a much larger category. I mean, but yeah. Should be the I'll, last I'll, one of the evening. This is a tee up. This is a short episode, so I won't get into it. But our winner for this year was Witness, edited by Tom Noble. 
Other movies were nominated were A Chorus Line, Out of Africa, which apparently required four people to a edit. Lot, a lot of folks, man. Yeah. Pritzi's Honor and Runaway Train, edited by just one poor bastard. Mm. So witness one film editing, Sean. I love the movie. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a while. Mm-mm. Can't really comment on the editing, although if it's a good movie, that means I think it was edited well. There are definitely more than two shots. I remember that. Yeah. I, a little so surprised that Out of Africa did not take this one, just given the uh, runaway sort of success it was having this evening. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a surprise there. Indeed. Uh, foreign language film looks like who won that? The official story. The entire country of Argentina won the official story, it wow. says. congrats to Argentina, man. Yeah, That's man. great. Uh, another category where, yeah, just need to do some due diligence and uh, learn about these movies because I've not heard of any of them. Well, I would say that Three Men in a Cradle should sound somewhat familiar. <laughs> it does, but uh, probably yeah. not in the way that they would like. Right. The people that uh, but, uh, and When Father Was Away on Business, made by our, our friend, uh, what's-his-face. Is that the Costa Rica movie? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that But haven't seen it. I mean, I haven't oh, seen a frame man. of it. We got to check that out. Yeah. Now, who won Best Makeup that year? Was it Revlon? Uh, <laughs> no, it was Avon. <laughs> Sounds really dismissive. It's always yeah. Avon. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, makeup artists are very important, as you know, Sean. Mm-hmm. And this year, although Color Purple and Remo Williams were up for Oscars for makeup, uh, Mask was the eventual winner. Which makes sense. It does, although, man, I, I don't know. We'll find out if there was a makeup effects category, but come on, man. Fright Night. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, there's some good, a lot of good effects makeup going around that year. There was, uh, yeah, there was a little too much to ignore. Let's I remember see. liking Mask, so, and obviously that's a pretty important bit of makeup in that one for sure on the yeah. char- character of Rocky. So it uh, looks like original score is next. The winner of that would be Out of Africa by John Barry. Spies Like Us was not... No Spies Like Us. Wait, that not the score. I'm thinking a song. That obviously got nominated for Best Song, so we'll get to that. Uh, is that oh, next? Yeah. John, uh, John Barry's score, Out of Africa. Yeah. Yeah. And the original song is next. Uh, here are our nominees. Chorus Line, the song Surprise, Surprise in Chorus Line. Uh, White Nights, Separate Lives. I don't remember that one at all. I thought no, it was going to be the... Uh, the Power of Love from Back to the Future. Yes. Um, which is just a fantastic song. Color Purple's song, uh, Miss Seeley's Blues, which was by uh, Quincy Jones. Yeah, of course. The lyrics, uh, some lyrics by Lionel Richie even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the winner, if if I may, Sean, is Say You, Say Me, sung and lyrics written, uh, music, everything, written by Lionel Richie. Yeah. And that was a pretty big song. Big song. And I'm going to go out on a yeah. limb and just say it was better than Spies Like Us. Yeah. What about uh, Power of Love? You like it better than Power of Love? No. I, I, I'd say I've, I've given Power of Love many more spins than Say You Say Me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like Power of Love is probably the better song out of the two, but. <laughs> and to be debated. Uh, yeah, I, I know that song by Lionel Richie, of course, did not place it with the movie White Nights. It's still one I need to see. And definitely, I think uh, we'll, we'll get to it. At some point, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I, I did read that uh, yeah, there were some that I apparently thought, uh, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds was a bit of a snub in this category. Oh, yeah. But 
there's so many. I mean, obviously, just think about the movies that we've talked about. Like every single one of them, Fright Night has a song in it called Fright. Yeah. I mean, there's so much pop music in these Absolutely. movies this year that yeah, it's probably hard to pick a once bit pick one. Yeah. Now, the way this website works, they've got Best Picture next, and I think maybe let's do a couple other categories real quick. Sound out of Africa one, sound effects editing. Hey, Back to the Future one, and this is kind of a fun category because that's where, yes, Rambo First Blood Part Two got a nomination nomination this year, Love and it. it was in this category along with Lady Hawk, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Back to the Future pulled that home. Visual effects went to Cocoon this year. Uh, that was another one where they were up against Return to Oz and Young Sherlock Holmes. Definitely, I think in hindsight, uh, Young Sherlock Holmes is notable because of the use of CGI and, and being one of the initiators in that. So yeah. there's certainly some people would like to rewrite the history book and give the Oscar to that, perhaps. Yeah. Screenplays. Who cares, right? Who cares? These things are written. I don't get it. Yeah, but adapted is. Out of Africa again. I mean, that that's a huge category right there. It's a lot mm-hmm. of names we've already talked about. Color Purple, Kiss the Spider-Woman, Princey's Honor, Trip to Bountiful. But yeah, we'll have to watch Out of Africa and let you know if they got that one right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but original screenplay, uh, I, this, you know, it's I, I think it's always a fun category. And that, it's the category where usually a popular movie can sneak in and sometimes win. Um, or a movie that maybe doesn't get nominated in a lot of other categories. And I think this year, yeah, this is where we see Back to the Future and Brazil both get nominated for Best Original Screenplay. And Woody Allen, of course, he's always there, it seems like, uh, Purple Rose of Cairo, uh, along with the official story, which won the Best Foreign Oscar. But the winner was Craig. I I was the winner? It was Craig Moorhead for Witness. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, Witness by uh, Earl W. Wallace and William Kelly, it yeah. looks like. I don't have a problem with that, right? You know, not at all. That's, I mean, that's really one of the tightest stories. Uh, yeah, I love the way that movie plays out. Strong movie, but yeah. I do feel like there, man, there could have been so many, uh, so many that could have could have gone in there. Even Breakfast Club, man. I, I think that's sure. a really well written movie. But of course, this all builds to the big Kahuna Best Picture, which we already know who won mm-hmm. out of Africa. Of course, the other nominees. Did we say them already? We should say them again. We should say them at least once. Okay. Oh. Color Purple, Kiss yeah. of the Spider-Woman, Pritzy's Honor, Witness. Craig, I got some fun facts for you. Oh, I love fun facts. So uh, of these five Best Picture nominees, three, three mm-hmm. were from the top ten at the box office that year. Uh, that's impressive. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. The average gross of these, these five movies was $58 million, which at the time, that's, that's pretty good, too. Uh, in comparison, I looked this up last year, Box Office Mojo, not a single flick from the top 13 got nominated for Best Picture. And they do more nominate. There were nine movies nominated, if I remember correctly, right? So they do more. Yeah. None, none of the most popular movies of the year made it. Uh, the wow. average gross of the nominees, and again, there were more, but was $77 million. So that's not a huge jump between these two years. And no. the winner, of course, after that complete debacle was Moonlight which was 92nd at the box office that year. So, wow. yeah, I don't, I don't know how to read that. You know, the, the Oscars get criticized a lot by picking movies that, uh, you know, are not necessarily ones that 
the, you know, are, are tearing up the box office or really pulling in sort of the popular opinion polls. Right. And yeah, maybe that has changed. Over, I don't know. Maybe this bears that out or it's just, you know, I mean, if out of Africa were released today or the color purple, would that finish in the top five in the top 10 of the year? That is a good question. I don't know. It's tough to say. Well, and yeah. I always kind of feel like the Oscars, in a way, are always is, is like this big ship that's always adjusting. Yeah. Like every year, it, it never feels like it's out ahead of anything. It's just always like, oh, we gotta we gotta fix this part of our thing, and oh, oh we gotta fix that part. Like so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it's they're, they're very reactive. Yeah, and also uh, just to reiterate how strong of a year this was. Uh, so there were 18 movies that had multiple nomination, and only three of those won multiple awards. But uh, I think of the 18 movies that had multiple nominations, zero have been talked about on our podcast in this series. And we're like, yeah. what, nine, ten episodes into this thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've covered some classics, right? Some stone-cold classics and extremely popular, well-loved movies zero nominations for any of them i mean it's That's crazy yeah. yeah so i mean certainly i try not to get upset by the oscars anymore when something wins that i don't like or when a movie doesn't get nominated that I feel like it should because i do think over time it's not a huge indicator of what you know is is going to be considered timeless necessarily right and so right. yeah i just thought that was kind of interesting I think as we mentioned before, you know, maybe one of the biggest stories of the the entire event here was that the Color Purple uh, A, Craig, first PG-13 film to be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 nominations, 11 nominations, zero wins. And that's only happened once before, and that was the movie The Turning Point in 1977. Obviously, Star Wars and Annie Hall did did pretty well that year. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to watch that movie again. I remember liking it, but uh, it, it clearly did not bring home the bacon. Uh, but the yeah. good to kind of come out of that is, you know, this was only the second time I read that up to this point, three of, you know, any of the acting nominees were African-American. Now all of them lost, but, you know, you could say maybe there's, there's some progress there. And yeah. uh, John Hurt's win, you know, that's the first time a performer was awarded for playing a gay character. So that's a big deal uh, in mm-hmm. hindsight for sure. Uh, and then Paul Newman got the honorary Oscar this year. And that's another big story of the night, obviously. That's a big deal. And, uh, you know, it was for his, his career. And even, you know, I think from 58 to 82, he had been nominated six times for Best Actor, lost each time. And then guess what happened the year after this year's Oscars, Craig. Was that uh, 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 It's on the tip of your tongue. Yes. You know it. Color Money? Yep, he won. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, it's kind of crazy, yeah. I uh, yeah. also learned that he got four nominations for his directorial movie, which I don't know. It doesn't say debut here, so I'm not sure about this, but a movie called Rachel Rachel from 68, which I've never heard of. Oh, wow. Um, but that got nominated for Best Picture. And, uh, yeah, he directed that. So that, that might be something we'll have to look at uh, as well. That guy was a powerhouse. He was a powerhouse. Now, I'll just ask you, and we'll wrap this up. I, I mean, is there any sort of, uh, I don't know, it, it's kind of hard to, for me to even pinpoint, like, oh, this movie should have got nominated instead of some of these. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything you feel really strongly about that 
this was a missed opportunity for the Academy to recognize X movie, performer, anything. I mean, it's always that thing of like, it feels like the, it kind of feels like the uh, quote unquote important movies are represented there. Yeah, uh, it does. And yet, you know, uh, you know, as we're going to get to at some point, hopefully, you got Brazil, you got Blood Simple, you got Scorsese's After Hours. I mean, there's some big movies by big name directors um, yeah. that were nowhere really near the podium acceptance speeches. I would have well, loved... Well, I'll say this. This isn't, certainly isn't the uh, uh, end-all, be-all of snubbed movies this year. And honestly, I haven't even seen the movie, so I don't know. No, nope, go ahead and say it. it. Yeah, you know exactly. You you but, know what you're doing. Yeah. But it, it's it's. I feel like it's been talked about so much since it came out. Uh, to live and die in L.A. Mm-hmm. I could totally be wrong, but it seems it, that one kind of feels like maybe it could have been something that was that was nominated. But again, I've never seen. it. Maybe it's just like a cop procedural that's really good. But it seems like uh, I don't know. I've just heard a ton about that. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I've seen that and. Uh, it might fit your description, actually. I mean, you know, I want to see. I'll have to see it again to really say, as far as like comparatively, if sure. it's better or worse than anything this year. But yeah, I mean, I definitely remember liking it. For me, it's it's really hard not to at this point like think that John Hughes shouldn't have been nominated. But I don't know True. where you fit him in there. I mean, that's really tough, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's some really steep competition, especially in that director category. I mean, Spielberg's not even yeah. getting nominated. But man, I mean, even like for best screenplay, that would have been pretty interesting to see Breakfast Club get nominated for best original. It would have been nice. Um, it really would have. And, and honestly, yeah, that's that, that's. I mean, I just I that was my oversight just now. I mean that that well, script easy enough for what is ostensibly a, a teen movie that's all set yeah. pretty much in a room. That's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, like, that's a really good screenplay for sure. And then it's been a while since I've seen it. But I would love to see some favoritism given to After Hours, I guess. Because I think that's a really strong sure. Scorsese. And, like, the people that know Scorsese and, like, are the film nerds know that that's a really good movie. But I don't think the general public does. And even still, like, I don't feel like it's mentioned in the same breath as, as some of the great films that he's done. Whereas, yeah. you know, maybe if it got, you know, like, if he had gotten a nomination for that this year, I think that would have been a big deal. And I think it would have, sure. like, catapulted that movie perhaps a little further into the memory banks for folks or, or public conscience. So yeah, th- those are my picks. But anyway, uh, we could be completely wrong once we what finally we watch out of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my question. Uh, you know what? If you've ever seen out of Africa, let me know. Cause I don't know a damn person who's watched this movie. So uh, just let me, I just no. want to know if you're out there listening right now and you've seen it, call us 1-800 out of Africa. Just wait for all the tones to beep through. <laughs> Yep. Uh that's it. That's all. Come back next time. We got we're gonna talk about some of the best picture nominees here. Um we're not sure exactly how or which ones and what capacity. We'll figure that out. Trust us and uh come back and check that out. And uh Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. A little early. Never too early. <laughs>